Good morning, good morning, everyone. Yes, Virginie, thank you. I love it when she writes. Good morning, my podcast friends on Podbeam. So I hope everybody's opening up their Podbeam. Gives us those brownie points. Lise, thank you. She's already on Podbeam. Isabel is already on Podbeam. Kendra, I love you. Have your son there. Can he hear me? Can he hear me on Zoom? Good, good. We're going to train them young. We're going to train them young. <laughs> I'm going to be careful not to say any bad words today, not to talk about SEX, okay? Good. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Maria Mariano, 38 years in multi-level marketing, and I am so, so, so excited. I don't know, um, in my friends who heard yesterday's um, uh, speech that I gave on Bureau uh, Tupperware Les Diamants, just to tell you to be loud about your successes, what is happening right now, this explosive sales uh, growth that's happening. It's thanks to the incredible leadership of all this community together. And honestly, reading through the book we're covering right now, Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, I'm telling you, we're building people and people build the business. Build your children and trust your children that they won't need your your um, heritage. Is that how we call it? Yeah, your money. You know, when they say, uh, my my will. Kids don't need our will. If we, we just build their inside first, trust them. They'll make a lot more money than us and so on and so forth. Okay, for those today with me, please, 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 please lean in. Make sure you have a pen and paper. We're always in the introduction of the public victories. We haven't yet have to start the, the habit number four, which will be, my God, you know what? We realize not even next week, we're still going to be in the introduction, which will be win-win. So here we go. Today, it's again about, about the introduction of paradigms of interdependence. So I am dependent, I am independent, but yet I'm interdependent with humanic. In my company, I am a very independent person, but I'm also connected to Dorothy. I'm also connected to Monique. So I have to learn to work with my team. I am um, a manager in a company. I have to learn interdependence. I am a mother. I have a husband. I have children. I have to learn to make sure I'm interdependent. So how is that done? By continually depositing in the emotional bank accounts of my friends, family, and colleagues, continually depositing in the emotional bank accounts. Today, we're going to talk about the first three deposits out of six. You were going to have Marie-Pierre, we're going to have Maria, and then back to Marie-Pierre, okay? So we absolutely grasp them. And I love to see young parents like you, Kendra, here, because you're going to understand how important it is if you are an example of the six deposits Mastering the six major deposits you can do in emotional bank accounts with your children. The rest is easy. So, Marie Pierre, let's start right away with deposit number one. Yes, thank you, Maria. But before we start, I want to make sure that everyone shared the podcast this morning. So, did you share to get most heart <laughs> on Podbean and on Facebook? to make sure that, yes, you can help us to develop that big community 
that always develop and uh, to build our vision of building a thousand millionaires. So make sure when you share to add a comment so the people will know why they should listen to the podcast. <laughs> so the first one, uh, the first way to make deposit in the emotional bank account, the first one is understanding the individual. So you simply don't know what constitutes a deposit to another person until you understand the person. So what might be a deposit for you? Going for a walk, to talk things over, going out for ice cream together, working on a common project might not be perceived by someone else's as a deposit at all. It might even be perceived as a withdrawal. So if it doesn't touch the person deep, interested or needs. To make a deposit in what is important to another person must be as important to you as the other person is to you. So this means listening intently to what the other person is saying and empathizing with how they may feel. It's important to care for others and act with kindness toward them. But Maria, with an example, they will more understand what it is. Yes. I'll give you an example. My children swam for 11 years, okay? They swam for 11 years. Every morning, 5 a.m., Monday through Friday. That was my job. Every afternoon, 3.30 p.m., Mohammed. Every other weekend, we were in swimming pools. Now, if any of you are familiar with swimming, when you follow your children, it's like 100 degrees in that, in, in, where you're sitting. And, and I'm Italian. I have this curly hair, and Marie-Pierre knows it, how it's complicated. So that means my hair was a mess all the time. Did I love swimming? No, no, at all. I don't like swimming. I don't like to watch swimming. I don't like swimming at all. I think it's a boring sport to watch. There's nothing excited about watching swimming. Talk to me about soccer. It's another thing. But swimming, no. But I love my children more. You see, I love my children more. So yes, yes, I did it for 11 years. Absolutely, absolutely. I love Stephen Covey's example because it also relates to me. My husband has a doctorate degree. My son was very, very, very um, smart in school. He went to university. Yasmin, very, very smart in school. She went to university. And I love the example he takes because sometimes our children don't see their future the way we see them. So Nadia, she chose to work with her hands instead, esthetician. And as Stephen Covey gives his example, is that when the parents vision of their children is one and your child wants to do something else, the result is you're always going to be on their back and you're going to create a very, very bad relationship. And the only way to put this back together is to have a common project. So in Stephen Covey's example, the university uh, father, what he did was he built a, a mini wall of China around the house with his son and it was about a two-year project and it was a very bonding experience. What I did with Nadia was I went on one of the major trips with Tupperware and I took her instead of my husband and it was such a bonding experience for both of us. So we were able to rebond together and the re relationship came back to a source of joy instead of being a source of always water and fire. And today, by herself, 
She's back in university studying to be a nurse, not to be a nurse, but to better exercise what she's doing. You see, if, if we understand the individual first, everything changes. So understand the other person deeply, the way as an individual, the way you want to be understood and then to treat others in those terms of understanding will change everything. You know, we say the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. And in other words, what Stephen Covey is saying is says, no, no, no. Understand others the way you want to be understood. And that changes everything. So I know, Marie-Pierre, you have an exercise for us. I love exercises. <laughs> yeah, so I want you to go in the comments on Facebook, on Podbean, in the chat on Zoom, and write from 1 to 10, where do you see yourself on understanding the individual? So are you 1? Are you two, three, four <laughs> to ten on understanding the individual to make a deposit in the emotional bank account? So go and write in the comments from one to ten. Where do you see yourself? Is it something that you master? Is it something that you need to work on? <laughs> so go and write it in the comments. So I see seven. Perfect. Six. So it's something that we want to work on. Perfect. Okay, number two is attending to the little things. So don't you find that the little things tend to become the big things when they do not receive our attention? So doing the little things is how we honor and show respect for others. So smile, kindnesses, a smile, a lick. Little extra effort, a hug, doing something that you didn't have to. These are the things that really build trust. So the attending to the little things is another way to make deposit in the emotional bank account to build trust. So Maria, you have an example for this one. Yes, let me hit my hearts first. Here's my dopamine fix, okay? So guys, thank you for being so generous on Podbean. Thank you for opening up on Zoom and on Podbeam, <laughs> brownie points, we call it a two for one. So an example with attending to the little things, okay? Um, I enjoyed this example and I said to Marie-Pierre, it's perfect because I have one of my own here. And again, I come back to my children. We have three children and remember, <laughs> the middle child, if anybody says to me it's not true, I never believed that the middle child was the middle, anybody understand me here? The middle child, the middle child. Okay, comes back to the middle child, okay? Thank you, Victoria, you're gonna understand this. We went and watched the movie Avatar when it came out. Yasmin was young, she fell asleep, okay? Um, so when the movie was over, Mohammed picked her up in his arms and brought her in the car. We drove home, picked her up in her arms and put her in bed, tucked her into bed, okay? We had a fabulous night at, at the movie theater here, Guzo, you have the basketball that you can play, dance revolution that you can play, bowling. They have the go karts. We did all of that. And Nadia, when Mohammed was talking to her while he was in, in the room because they sleep together, she was very cold. Did you have fun? Yes. What did you like more? I don't know. Like there was something there was something that was not right, you know? There was something that was not right. Uh, and Mohammed is very good. He picked up on that, okay? Um, 
He asked her, what's wrong? Again, you know, this has been an ongoing thing, but I'm telling you that the day we went on holidays in Europe, it stopped. Okay. Again, what does Nadia say? She says, I know you love Yasmin more than me. Again, again, I don't know if there's anybody else that lives that at home. Uh, because he carried her, because um, he tucked her in bed. She's very, 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 very sensitive. Very, very sensitive. What Covey says of all the events that night, okay, he has this, a similar example. Out of all of the events in the night, the most important thing was that little act of kindness towards her sister that she noticed. Did you, you, can you imagine? So what a lesson. People are very tender, very sensitive inside. You know, even when you look at somebody like me, I look tough and pa, 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 pa. Remember, remember, the heart is tender. How are we attending to those little, little details? Now, we're going to put the kids aside. Let's talk about Benji and Bella, the dogs. Okay, don't laugh, guys. Don't laugh. Anybody have two dogs here? Okay. I'm experiencing this. This is a first in my life. So don't laugh, guys. And I see you laughing, okay? As soon as I touch Benji, Bella gets up, runs, starts licking me. And, and Marie-Pierre, you know what? Our kids don't do that because they're not dogs. But inside, that's what they're doing. I realize whatever has a heart and it's beating we all have the same reaction, whether you call yourself Benji and Bella or whether you call yourself Yasmin, Nadia, and Hamid. It is the doubt that we might not love them the same. Okay, so these little things are so, so important. So Marie-Pierre, to you. I want you to... Uh, go and evaluate yourself. So from 1 to 10, where do you see yourself on attending to the little things? Are you someone that always attends to the little things? Or is it something that you want to work on? So from 1 to 10, where do you see yourself? I see 8, 9. Oh, that's better than the first one. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Thank you for your answer. And we go with the number three way uh, of uh, making deposit in the emotional bank account. It's keeping commitments. So keeping a commitment or promise is a major deposit. Breaking one is a major withdrawal. So how do you feel when someone arrives right on time when you have a meeting? Great. How about when some, some when people simply and do what they say they will do. Of course, you build an emotional reserve by keeping your commitments and you build the trust in you and you build your trust in other every time and you have someone that keeps their commitment. So think about it, how other people will see it when you keep your commitments. So Maria, you have an example for that too. Oh my God. Okay. Parents. I'm, I'm, now we're going to, we're going to start with parenting. Okay. Cause I have Kendra in front of me. So I decided to start with parenting. Okay. Um, my husband, my husband, but, 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 but if you don't do this, you're going to go to your room and they didn't do it. And they didn't go to the room. Okay. Guys, 
you know, this is a commitment you committed to. If you don't do this, you're going to go to your room and you didn't follow through. What is happening now? What is happening? Well, your kids don't take you seriously anymore. Good enough, Kendra, for you? I'll give you a story, a fast story. Here I am running my business. I'm about to start my meeting. My phone rings. Mohammed knows Monday nights I have a meeting back, back in the days when it wasn't virtual, right? And this is what it sounds like when I, 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 I open the phone. I have your mother on the other end of the line. I have your mother. I'm going to tell her. I'm going to, he's not talking to me. He's threatening them with me. Why? Because my kids know that when I say something, I'm committed. Come hell or high waters. I remember once I said to my girls, listen, if you don't pick up your room, they were 13 and 15. You don't pick up your room. I'm grabbing all your clothes. I'm putting them in a black garbage bag and out they'll go. It killed me. Dorothy killed me. They didn't pick up the room. I took a black card and, and I grabbed everything, everything. Their teddy bears, everything. Put it in the back and it killed me. And I want, I went and dropped it off here. We have called them the blue boxes, you know, to give. It killed me. There was clothes in there that I had just bought. But I could not have threatened them, threatened them to pick up their room. I wish I knew Stephen Covey before because I would have taken a different, responsibilized them. But you know what? I'm Italian. So when I lose it, I lose it. Okay. So when Stephen Covey says, you reason with the, uh, I need a pill to be able to do that. Okay. And I don't take pills. So forget it. But what I did do is I grabbed that black garbage bag and I got rid of everything. And there was even, you remember the iPods? Remember the one of those? Everything. Like, I, I want you to know at what point I keep my commitments. I'm asking you this question now. How do you think my girls' rooms looked after that? Yeah. Okay. I spared nothing. Nothing. Including the iPod, which I think back in the days, it was like $500, $600. Today, you have to pay somebody to pick it up, right? Okay. I spared nada commitments. Parents never make a promise that you won't keep. And I'm going to continue with things like, oh, I'm going to get you a bike. And I'm giving you real examples. I have lived here with my, my people and, and she doesn't buy the bike. Well, I couldn't buy the bike. I didn't have the money. Excuse me? You promised your child a bike and you didn't follow through in the name of, well, you know, we don't have the money. Then don't promise the freaking bike. Don't chew more than what you can bite off. Can I tell you another example that I, I live very often in my multi-level marketing business? We're going to go to Walt Disney. All talk, no action. The kids never go to Walt Disney. This is how we, we, we create a generation of kids that, are not committed. If the parents weren't committed, they weren't committed and it just gets worse and worse. You understand? Do not make a commitment that you do not intend to fulfill. So in conclusion, cultivate the habit of always keeping the promises you make. Number one, you build bridges of trust with your children. You build bridges of trust with your husband. When I joined my multi-level marketing business, 
And I recruited my husband to join me in 89, six years later. I promised my husband that he was going to make more money with me than as an engineer with his PhD. Manik, I promised him that. I mean, how else do you explain somebody coming to Canada <clears throat> to study and end up in a multi-level marketing with Maria? There was the promise. Guys, you have to understand, I kept my promise. We worked and we worked and I worked and we worked and we worked. The money came in. How many ladies in my multi-level marketing business get their husbands now to do tasks that they weren't doing before because they joined a multi-level marketing business, but they don't deliver the cash. And then they say, Kendra, oh, my husband isn't supportive. I wouldn't be supportive either. If you're all talk, no action. You understand? So my husband, how about my team, my sales force? I promised them we were going to sell a million dollars. We made it. I promised them we would go to 4 million. We would go to 30 million. I promised them that 2021 was going to be better than 2022. I make a promise and I make sure my team wins. I make a promise and I make sure it happens. And you know what? Or I will die trying to make it happen. And why is this important? Why is this important? Because they believe me when I promise. And they know I will deliver. And I will deliver at all costs. When your child wants to do something that you don't want for him, now he will listen to you. He will listen to your maturity. He will listen to your experience. You see? Because I have always delivered. So when I talk to Hamid, even if he has a lot more studies than me, and I say, son, I believe he listens to me respectfully. That Everybody following me here? And I'm going to give you another example. I have many, 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 you know, people I work with. You know, Annie might not always, my million dollar earner at the end of August. Annie may, may not always be, um, with me on an idea, okay? But she knows I deliver, so she respects me, supports me, even if she's not, she doesn't believe in this new idea. Everybody follow me? Because I have always delivered for 16 years. I promised her she was gonna get out of her credit card debt. We delivered. I promised her she would make as much money with Tupperware than she would be making in her full-time job. We delivered. And then the rest is history. Stephanie Seguin, Sylvain Lalonde. Okay. It is so important. Monique, you're a leader. Dorothy, you're a leader. I'm speaking to my leader. And Kendra, you're going to be a leader. You have to deliver. You have to deliver. When somebody, when I, I met, um, I met uh, uh, a new director last week and I was so deceived by the answer. So I, um, I always ask them the question, tell me your story, how you know you join Anana, and why you wanted to be a director. You know what she answers me? She answers me for the $1,000 cash. Oh, guys, I don't know if you, who feels me now, okay? I, I was so like, oh my God, oh my God. It's a problem because my company shines because we keep our promises. And here I have somebody that became a director for for their own personal agenda. 
So usually my interviews last at least an hour. I think it lasted 10 minutes and I was out of there. I was out of there. You know, you don't do it for that. It's the natural consequence when you keep your promises. The money will always be there. The money will always be there. So the thing I want to leave you off with before we, we, we say goodbye today, I need you to know that if that person has cultivated trust in you, if that person has cultivated trust in you, whatever you say, they will follow unless you prove them wrong. So there's many, many times during COVID, we entered COVID a mess because we were not computer savvy. Okay, we were not computer savvy. And I can't wait to get into the subject with you next week because one of the deposit is knowing how to apologize, right? And they trusted me, my team, simply because they knew I would try an error and try an error until I got it right. They've seen it in the past and they trusted me. So they gave me their hand. And today we went from ordinary to extraordinary because of leadership that delivers on their promise. So I often say to my directors, and because I have a lot of my Salesforce members with me, make sure we're in a record-breaking month. Make sure you aim big and that you deliver on your promise. Making sure to, to put people in positions that they are, are able to achieve in according to their goals and their ambitions. And make sure your team brings it home because moments like record month, okay, moments like January, moments like birthdays, moments like Christmas, moments like Easter, like, you know, anniversaries, you know, wedding anniversaries. These moments are the moments in our lives we have the opportunity to redeem ourselves. Any mistakes. So take advantage of every moment to redeem or reinforce what you already know that you need to you need to do. Okay, the small attentions, keeping your promises, and understanding that the individual wants to be understood the way they want to be understood. So I'm so excited for the next uh, next Thursday and next Friday because we're going to close off. We're going to close off on the deposits, and we're going to close off on the intro to habit number four. And I'm really, really excited. So I love you guys, and thank you for joining us. And think about it today. Think about it. Am I delivering on my promises? Am I attending to the little things? And am I understanding my husband, my teammate, my friend the way she would want me to understand her? That's the question. That's always the question we need to ask ourselves all the time. All right. Love you guys. And if you enjoyed, please share letting people know why they must listen to the podcast. Bye-bye, everyone. And my English friends, the best team meetings ever tonight. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye -bye.